Thanks so much for clicking on the video. We're going to be taking a look at a brand new game coming out next year that you do not want to miss. It is called Witchfire, and this game is one you don't want to skip, and I'm going to break down all of the information from a Game Informer interview. They sat down and discussed why is this a roguelike built for people who don't like roguelikes. If you're familiar with me, rogues have sort of slowly won me over, uh, especially with Returnal, but I know games like Hades are growing in popularity, and the announcement of Hades 2 has very, you know, a lot of people very, very excited, and this game looks like it's blending a lot. I'm going to end the previous members segment and bring everybody over who got to hang out with me for my break in the midday. This is our second stream of the day. We already did a stream this morning, and it was a good one. So if you haven't seen the trailer, there's things reminiscent here, obviously, of Destiny. And they made some really, really big changes that led to them delaying the game. If you're not familiar with roguelikes or rogue-style games, they are the games where you die, and then you go back to the beginning, which means you're sort of getting reset, you're getting upgrades, you're getting currencies, you're getting different things to help you with your next you know, couple of runs. And games like, you know, Hades or Returnal, you go from one room to the next after clearing sort of the arena style fight that they place you in. And they were doing that in Witchfire. They were putting you into like an arena space like the one you see here. And when you kill everybody, you can then go on to the next area. And they were using something they called barriers to sort of make you go in that fashion and then they suddenly decided hey what if we removed all the barriers and went with a semi-open world concept where we would give the player more freedom and they ultimately almost backed off from doing that they they were working really hard to do it all the people in charge of sort of development and, and creating the game were saying this is crazy while we do that it's gonna it's gonna make us have to delay the game a significant number of months they almost went back to putting the barriers in the game but they finally decided that the concept was really paying off So, this is going to be a more semi-open rogue, but it's also a first-person shooter. And the Game Informer article, I think, gives really, really good information about the game with respect to the story, what types of games has inspired uh, this game, and where is it going to land in sort of the realm of people that like these kind of games typically enjoy them for the sense of, like, coming back uh, and always having something sort of new to do and, you know, new attempts, new runs. It always kind of feels fresh. And I think a lot of people stay away from rogues for that reason they don't like the resetting you know even though the gunplay obviously looks awesome and you know is reminiscent of destiny and we'll talk about why in a moment many people would look at a game like this and just say i don't want to play a game where i have to restart this one's story is about sort of like this alternate history where there's these witches wielding dark necromantic magic it's an ageless war you're gonna be playing as a prayer uh not like praying but like a prayer praying on stuff and you are a willing sinner transformed by the church uh uh, into a witch hunter and you're so going out and you know hunting these witches and learning different things and then you forget those things whenever you go to restart now they had high praise for games like Hades and Returnal obviously drawing inspiration from some of the most successful most praised uh, rogues that are out there and the creative director has over 8,000 hours in Destiny 1 and Destiny 2 combined which you do see similarities in the gunplay to Destiny. Very punchy, very weighty, very responsive. It is one of the things that is highly praised about this game in the Game Informer article. 
Now, when they did this idea uh, with making this rogue, they said there should be traces of Destiny kind of in the game in the same way that when you play Destiny or other shooters, there's traces of other shooters in them. And when they change to the semi-open world concept, it's going to give you three distinct pathways through the obstacles or the enemies. Your first option is just to go for high skill confrontation. Kill everything carefully before advancing. Also, use clever positioning or exploits. Third, you can grind and overlevel. And they said that all three of these are valid and encouraged. There's not like one right way to play. You want to take your time. You want to overlevel. You want to get into a clever positioning kind of exploit, you know, maybe a, a cheesy spot or high skill confrontation. And they said that this is a roguelike for people who don't like roguelikes and they explained it with the level geometry and the enemy configuration this is where they're going to sort of depart from other rogues you may have played so basically the way it's going to work is level geometry is actually fixed to allow for mastery of an area rather than having random configurations. Now, Returnal kind of does that. Like, once you get into a room in Returnal, you know which room it is. You're like, oh, I I know which room this is. This is the room with, you know, X number of ramps and stuff in the middle. Certain rooms are very familiar. Uh, But then you get into other games like Binding of Isaac or Hades, and the rooms are going to be random every time, and so will the enemies. The enemy configuration in Witchfire is also largely intact from one run to a next. And they, again, they do this because they want you to be navigating your power-ups, your loadout, and your strategy to finesse a room. You're eventually going to get to the point where you're really cooking through here and going very quickly. Think of like when maybe you played Doom and you were in one of those challenge rift gates or whatever they called them, and then you would fail and redo it. Well, you largely knew what was in the room and where, and you would just kind of rerun it, kind of knowing where to start, which route to take, which enemies to take down first. There is one catch, though. Once a boss is beat for a zone, the battle configuration is reset, and it creates a new seed for enemy confrontation to tackle the next time you go to that zone. So essentially, what that means is, is that once you beat the boss in the zone, it resets that seed so that it's different the next time, which does bring back that more classic rogue setup. So you're not feeling like, oh, it's always the same. It will change once you beat a boss in a given area. The build crafting is really where guns and perks start to shine from what I read. Um, I'm going to break down some perk synergy from the article as an example of like why I think this game sounds so fun. Every run starts at a base camp with most things forgotten, which is a drive to upgrade, right? You're driving to upgrade, you're getting currencies to upgrade, but you are forgetting pretty much everything that you had. You carry three weapons. The third is a very powerful demonic weapon with unique capabilities, but your standard weapons can also be altered with perks. Here's an example, and I think this is where it starts to really sound fun, especially for fans of Rogues and for fans of Destiny. So, they had a Hunger Hand Cannon, and the first perk gave you, it rewarded you more critical hits before a reload with Unholy Bullets, okay? So, you were getting more critical hits before a reload, then you got Unholy Bullets. Then, the next perk increased the power of the Unholy Bullets with each crit. So, crits are giving you Unholy Bullets, and then the power of the Unholy Bullets is increased with every crit 
that you land. Lastly, the first body shot counts as a crit, and when you reload, you get freeze on your bullets if every shot is a crit. So that kind of synergy of interplay, of landing crits, even getting sort of a mercy crit, like if you shoot somebody in the body, landing all crits grants you freeze, every crit increases your unholy damage, like your unholy bullets, you're getting more unholy bullets. This type of perk synergy to me is like having destiny perks in a rogue. If, if, it, like, if you think about all the different random roles that people chase in a game like that, now they can really amp up the craziness and, and, and how wild it is. Like, let me show you what Freeze looks like right here. He freezes those guys, and he's kind of obviously mowing them down. So these are the types of perks and elemental damage you're going to see in the game. And these are things, again, that you, uh, that you unlock uh, as you play through, and those synergies are different every time, driving that fresh feel, driving you to go back in. You also carry a fetish, a relic, and a ring. These are for more global abilities and perks. That's going to change how you play. The most important way uh, to sort of alter how you play is with Arcana. You're going to gradually build an arsenal of Arcana. These are spells and other abilities to expand your play style. This is obviously going to be complementing the gunplay. Uh, any Anytime you kill anything, there is Witchfire that drops, and uh, you can see some right here. You can see the remainder, and then I believe the one that's kind of bigger and dancing there, that's a crystallized piece. Now, that you carry with you into the next run, but the other Witchfire that drops, you, you use in that run. So some of it helps you with the current run, and some of it carries over into the next run. And there's power-ups and everything like that. Now, the gameplay, according to Game Informer, the gameplay is the real hook, okay? The Destiny influence is clear with the shooting, the snappy weapons, and the really fun, fast movement. There's jumps and dashes in the air. There's double jumps. And Game Informer thinks that this is a surprise shooter to watch in 2023, and I tend to agree. As I was sort of reading this and watching the gameplay... I couldn't help but want to play it. Now, some people I already am seeing in my chat saying, it sounds like it's got similar systems to Deathloop. That's probably true, but I think the perks, the perk synergy, and the gameplay, and the satisfying gunplay makes this a must-play for anybody who enjoys rogues and anybody who enjoys shooters. Being able to have that sense of randomness and random rolls and random perk synergy, but also having that sense of magic and fantasy and sort of a unique take on a rogue with the semi-open world concept. Last comment on the semi-open world thing before I start talking to the live chat. The semi-open world thing they said can lead to chaos. And there is some new gameplay that I'll show you guys in a second from their website. They did add some new gameplay that's not in that Game Fest trailer from the summer. They basically said if you want to like run through an area and go to the next area, you can. And the chaos that ensues from that is sort of your own emergent experience. Like it just can be crazy because the enemies could follow you. They could ignore you. You could get too many enemies in an area. Uh, So that does create some of that randomness because they're giving you freedom that you don't typically have in games like this, right? Most games like this, if if you're going to play them, you're a lot of the times going to go from one room to the next only after everything has been defeated. But in this game, you don't have to do that if you don't want to. They're giving you a whole lot more of that freedom with the semi-open concept and the semi-open concept is why the game got significantly uh, delayed and that I think is something to their credit right to their credit they basically delayed their game to completely rework fundamental aspects because they believe that would result in 
a better game. So don't skip out on this. Keep your eyes and your ears open for more Witchfire gameplay. We're going to cover it anytime we feel like it's it's necessary, but we're starting to try to put these games on your radar. We recently did a stream on Blue Protocol. We did a stream of Synced gameplay, and now I really wanted to talk to you guys about Witchfire. I'm going to start talking to the chat. Chat, I need your likes. These afternoon streams, we try to do uh, uh, an extra segment for you and if you like these extra segments and these extra talk shows show that support and smack the granny out of that like button and let's chat about this one what do you think about the concept of essentially you know Hades Returnal and Destiny sort of having this 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 roguelike baby and and they're wanting to target people who don't like roguelikes right and I don't know, I, I'd be curious, people in the chat, if you're not a fan of roguelikes, did anything I say win you over? Because I'm feeling one over. I'm like, man, I don't really like rogues. Well, I'm starting to like rogues. I'm sort of a reluctant fan of rogues. I'm sort of a reluctant fan. And it's one of those things where when I see one like this, this feels like another Returnal. Like it's going to be another catalyst for me to really enjoy playing through a rogue game, especially because of the shooting and the movement. Um, let me see if I can pull up the videos. Um, they they had some new videos on their uh, on their their page about Witchfire, and it was them basically talking about. Hey, the, these are the these are the new things that we're doing. This was back when they, you know, they decided to uh, change change the way that you know the open world concept. They wanted people to feel like, well, here's here's a page on what you're gonna look like as uh, as the prayer. So I'll switch my cap card here for you. There you go, the prayer. Uh, short story set in the world of Witchfire. So there, you know, the writer Adrian. He was Adrian was the guy that did the interview with Game Informer. So the prayer is this dark sort of witch hunter uh, figure, and you you have been um, tr- like basically changed by the Vatican. You're doing all this for the Pope to absolve yourself of your sins. Is essentially what the storyline uh, is about. Um, let me see if we can find the one with the new videos. Oh, that's the same thing in a different language. Here it is. How redesigning one core feature of Witchfire changed the date to early 2023. So they were really transparent in this article about they give examples here of the of the pathways in Hades uh, of games like Slay the Spire, and then here's obviously Returnal's map. And they said that they Uh, really wanted to get away from barriers. And so they show you... I'm not sure why I can't go full screen here. Let me see if I can get this thing uh, full screen. Okay, and then let me put it on HD. Okay, so here you're going to see just some of the shooting mechanics, and then that's some of the Hellfire popping out right and if it comes out crystallized you can carry it to uh, the next area and let me go back let's see if we can find the one that had the barrier there was one where they they showed sort of like the guy going up to a barrier oh and you can see you can you can actually see very very clear uh, inspiration here super clear destiny inspiration in the hud over there 
with the guns and the abilities. So this is new. I've not seen this yet on YouTube. Nobody's come and grabbed this. So here we got a nice, like, almost like a fan the flame. Let's see if the ability gets used there over there next to the gun. Let's see if that if that if that ability disappears. No, that's not that's not being Oh no, that's not at all. What in the world? Why is that on their Giphy cat or whatever this is called? Why did it do that? That is obnoxious. <laughs> that is so obnoxious. Look! This is the page that I'm on. Why did it do that? Look at all the, the look at all these. None of these are that. That that is not in the game. I promise you, that's not in the game. Why did it auto play into that? That's not even here. I'm scared to click on one now. This is all I did. I'll show you what I did. I clicked on this. I changed to HD. And then I went, oh, 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 I see it. I see it. It's down there at the bottom. Why are those auto-played? I've never, I, I don't even use this website. I'm not even logged in. Look, it says log in, sign up. I don't even know why it's doing that. Auto-play, oh, it says down here, auto-play related gifts off. Why are those related to this? That doesn't make any sense. Witchfire internal demo clip. Why would those be related gifts? Why is Tony Stark down here? Anyways, that's freaking annoying. I apologize. I apologize. I don't watch that kind of content. I don't use this website that we're on. I don't even know what in the frick's going on. All right. Let's see. Okay. Oh, then the radar up in the corner. I didn't notice that, but the radar's filling with something. Or no, he used something there. I don't know. Definitely buying this now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a must buy. Yeah, guys, don't skip this shooter. After you use your gun, yeah, anytime your gun runs out of ammo, uh, that you know you're gonna uh, you're gonna get to see some booty, I guess. All right, let's just look at all of them. Okay, I have that disabled. I have that disabled. So right now, if it was enabled, it would do. I don't even know. That's a movie, I think. These related gifts have nothing to do with the game whatsoever. Yellow bar looks like stamina or dash. Okay. Oh, boss time. Oh, they don't let us see him. A boss called Bishop was coming out. That looked really cool. All right. It looks like we've got some uh, some lightning here in this clip. He's going to throw out. Okay, that's probably an arcana. You get different spells and different arcana. So that's one of the things he got to throw out. So he had a lateral dodge. He slides forward and then he shoots the last guy. That looks really, really cool. I like that. Caught in 4K. Yeah, caught looking at booty, I guess. That is so annoying. Running a safer work broadcast and having that happen. There's actually... um, Yeah, there's some Destiny clips in here that they mu- they must have used for inspiration. Uh, do they have collections? No. Likes? No. Huh. It's really weird that they had that GIF. What's this website called? Giphy Cat. Yeah, Giphy Cat. They had a Giphy Cat for the barriers, and now they don't have it. 
Like, I don't get it. Let me see. I think it opened in a new page. Yeah, it won't let me... Oh, here, here, here. I got it. I got it. Okay. So the reason that I wanted to show you guys this is this is what they got rid of. So if you're just tuning in, this is Witchfire gameplay. This is new. You may have seen this. Some people have done some some uh, some recaps. So this is what they were going to do to keep you from going into certain areas, right? They were going to have these barriers coming up so that you can't go, but they've removed those barriers. They wanted to have a semi-open world concept feel so that you can kind of go where you want and when you want. Reading over some Q&A they did. Okay, so they did a Q&A. And somebody asked a question. They said, um, I really want to know if the game will feature any kind of mechanic similar to Bloodborne's Rally or Doom's Glory Kills. Basically a way to get health back by staying aggressive during high-risk moments. This is a very good question. With a confusing answer, that is no, but maybe. Without going into details, we feel this worked in Bloodborne because of the relatively low frequency of it happening, and we feel it ruined the flow of Doom by happening way too often. And by we, I mean me because other astronauts actually love the new Doom. Anyway, in a shooter like ours, we feel this would happen too often too. We played with a few ideas, none worked. Mostly because we do not want every gameplay video of Witchfire to look the same, meaning we want to offer a lot of freedom to the player, something for shotgun rushers, but also for patient snipers as well. The downside is we cannot have a system that only works for one style of play like rally or glory kills. Having said that, rewarding the display of skill with some health benefits does sound good, so we continue to evaluate that idea. Health management is currently one of the most underdeveloped areas of the game, and yet the game already works and plays well. So there are a lo- there's a lot of room for experimentation. Well, that's encouraging because I do think, by and large, in games like this, that can be both a headache, but it can also be a really, really good thing. It can really, you know, you can really implement, you know, that in a way that keeps the rhythm going. But you also, like they said, you don't want to cheapen. So here they show off some of the movement as well as the gunplay, and this is when you're going to really feel that destiny influence right so the the gun just feels so good lots of weight to it you know some melee arcana and then i don't know why it's like being glitchy um i don't know what's going on okay but this jump here that right there just reminds me of destiny like the drop and then the second jump and then you know using space to put enemies where you want uh, this, this, I'm telling you, I feel something very special about this. Like there's something special here, not like a game that I would live in, but this feels like another returnal for me, like another sort of surprise rogue that just really brings home the goods. Could we get eight more likes on this video? Thank you guys so much for hanging out and being here for our afternoon streams. We're checking out Witchfire, and, uh, they're right here is them walking through and talking about why they removed barriers, uh, you know, magical barriers that keep you from going places that you want. And that's what sent us down the Giffy Cat uh, lane where we saw somebody's booty cheeks. Um, a couple of months ago, they realized they hated barriers. Now, the funny thing here is, right, uh, this guy said, after two months, I was ready to give up. I asked Carol if we maybe 
should go back uh, to the barriers. And the person said, no, hold on, I'm actually seeing the potential of this. So th- this person named Carol fought him on it and said, fought them on it and said, no, we, we should leave the barriers. You're, it's going to add way too much work. It's going gonna, it's gonna to add way too much work. We should leave the barriers. That way, you know, we can, we can kind of keep going and not have to delay the entire game. Yo, Ryan, I know you. That's my man right there. Yo, thank you for becoming a member, dude. That takes us to 32 on the day. Every 50, and I have to gift five back to the community. So if you guys want to gift and push this member number higher, welcome the new people in. If you've never been here before, we do multiple talk shows a day. Thank you so much, my man. Um, Was there some cheeks flashed on screen? Yes, yes. Yep. I didn't even mean to do it. We went to Giphy Cat and it said automatically play uh, gifts related to this gif. And for whatever reason, there was some girl shaking her butt. And that was like a related gif. Like people were like, oh, went, uh, went, went to the wrong tab. I was like, no, I wasn't looking at that. Hey, I know you too. Love and miss and hope all is well. I appreciate that, man. Thank you very much. I'm behind an audio only. Did we come across some low notes? <laughs> no, 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 no. That is that is not my bag. <laughs> Just making sure. Yeah, you did. You did. You saw it. You saw it. So when you guys look at a game like this and you hear that they're they're targeting folks who don't like roguelikes. Like, that was what I took away from the interview that got me really excited. The other thing that got me really excited was the perks energy. Do you know what I'm saying? Related to your search history? No, it's related to the GIF itself because every GIF had like a different set of related GIFs. I don't use Giphy Cat. I'm not even logged in. Um, This ad makes sense now. <laughs> Tokyo Olympics, yeah. I've been seeing those a lot and I don't even click on them. All the Olympic-like highlights of you know, chicks in skimpy outfits. I'm like, I've never clicked on a single one of those videos. I ne- they're, they're in my feeds constantly. It's like, all I do is watch gaming content. What in the world is this? Like, I literally look for gaming videos to react to. That's how I use my YouTube account. Ah. What was that GIF? I have no idea. There was one of Tony Stark that was apparently related. It doesn't make any sense. The game's called Witchfire. You know, the game's called Witchfire. Likes, my folks, says Lord Bacon the Destroyer. Please make it my Christmas gift. Lord Bacon the Destroyer wants likes. I want gifted members. Let's celebrate Christmas for both of us. That was one of my favorite moments in streaming history. $2 from Fat Steven says, Towards Lono's twerking classes, keep shaking it. Thank you. Thank you very much. It was clearly, it was a witch with the fire. That's what it was. Did someone just ask for sauce? That's right. That's right. Um, they've not put much more uh, on their site. They've not put much more on their site. But this right here, uh, it is being built in Unreal Engine. Uh, early access is coming soon. You can wish list now on Steam. So we are hoping uh, early access happens you know, relatively soon. Uh, this area right here reminds me a little bit of the DMZ obviously from from destiny but like more medieval obviously just the landscape and the trees and stuff uh the gun and the way that it handles and shoots they even call it a hand cannon 
uh, in the one in the one in, in the Game Informer interview. The gameplay looks really good. This might be the first rogue that gets me hooked. Oh, I'm sorry, not on Steam. Don't wishlist on Steam. Early access is going to be Epic only. Yes, yes, yes. That's true. Sorry, I said that inc- I said that incorrectly. Um, it's related because if you play this game, you too can become Tony Stark and get all the booty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he inter. See here, you see he's intermixing Arcana. So what he used there was some type of a lightning effect. And it chained to the other guys. So he hits that guy, and it's it's chained to these guys. These guys all have it on them now. And every time he gets a kill, it rechains. It seems. Or there's maybe a chance for it to rechain. Throws some fire there. That just seems like some basic dot damage, and then lands some headshots. So that one he's going up to there is like crystallized. More chain lightning there. I think that's one of the crystallized ones. And I think that was maybe a boss. That big skull that opened up. I think the skull that opens up is a boss for the area. The, ge- the, the geometry of the areas doesn't change, and neither does the enemy locations for the most part. What do you guys think about that? Like, Do you think fans of rogues will find that to be annoying, or will, will that be okay? Is that a faux pas in, in rogues? He does a, little, does a little Catholic thing there. Oop. Watch a couple of those videos with people dancing, encouraging the crowd. Yes, a couple of videos. <laughs> This looks a lot better than what I've seen in the past. Yeah, they showed this off this uh, this summer during Summer Game Fest. That's when they that's when they showed it off. Health management will determine whether or not I buy this. Is Corey? In what way, Corey? Do you do you want easy health management or very minimal health management? Do you guys remember when the Iron Banner guns looked like that? Do you see the tip of the barrel? Do you see that? Do you guys remember in Rise of Iron when all the guns looked like that? There was like an SMG, there was a hand cannon that looked like that. That 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 barrel tip is very, very similar to that era of the game. They've clearly taken some inspiration. I also like that. I really, really like when you have good lateral movement. This is something that I always uh, criticize the Harder Destiny content for. Uh, was you didn't give us lateral dodges, blocks, and parries. So the the harder the content got, the more difficult it was to mitigate all the damage. A lot of one shot opportunities and some of the, you know, the what were they called, grandmasters and stuff. Not being able to get out of the way of stuff. That was a good stunning effect he just did more arcana. Oh, it put the bell. Oh, so what he did put a bell up in the sky that he can shoot later. He does that. Yeah, the bell's above them doing some kind of a ringing effect, like an area of effect, and he gets to shoot it and kind of cause a big explosion. Yeah, 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 clever dragon. Yeah, those guns had really, really great art design. If you're just tuning in, we're checking out Witchfire. I am telling people this is a shooter to watch in 2023. Don't skip this game. It is a shooter... Uh, that is also a roguelike, but they said that they designed this to be basically a roguelike for people who don't like roguelikes. And they moved away from having traditional rogue features and a a more semi-open world setup. And the guy, the creative director, has over 8,000 hours in Destiny 1 and 2 combined, and they have taken inspiration from games like Hades and Returnal. 
Does it worry you the game looked the same five years ago? 2023 will be the sixth year and still only early access? That's a good question. Um, so what exactly is the rogue part of this game? Okay, that's a great question, Wheezy. So when you die, you forget everything. So your perk combinations, uh, the spells and things that you've learned, you die, you forget them, and you go back to home base. And you do have some currency to buy power-ups, and you do have upgrades that you can buy to carry over, but you're starting over. You don't have the spells, you don't have the perk combinations in, on the guns and stuff. You get those as you play. And the more you play, what you're essentially trying to do is, you, this, it is telling a story through rogue elements in a similar fashion to the way that Returnal and Deathloop did. You are working for the Vatican to absolve yourself of your sins, so you have been turned into a witch hunter, and you're hunting witches, basically, that are using uh, necromantic uh, magic. And so, that's essentially uh, that's essentially how it runs. Now, I think Paul's question is a good question, and I feel like I have a pretty good answer. So basically, they did a teaser back, you know, five years ago, and he says, does it worry you that the game looks the same? No, that doesn't worry me at all. I'm actually glad it looks the same. That means they're sticking to gameplay mechanics. They're sticking to making sure the game runs well and feels good. Like, I don't need this thing to look any graphically better than it already does. I feel like it already looks pretty strong graphically. Raphael, I asked this the other day, and I don't know if you answered me in chat. Are you... Are you poker playing Raphael from way back in the day? This looks awesome. So long as the gunplay holds up, I'm going to play this. According to the Game Informer interview with the Witchfire uh, creative director, they said that the gameplay is the hook. They said the gameplay, the gunplay, the movement, they said that's the hook. It just feels really good and looks really good. It, it just It just has that feel. And I think a lot of shooters... The thing that excites me the most about this definitely doesn't look like something from five years ago. Yeah, this doesn't look like a five-year-old game to me. I feel like the graphical fidelity is totally fine. The lighting, the explosions, the arcana effects, like with the lightning and the fire and stuff, I think it looks really, really good. Whenever it comes to Steam, I might pick it up on sale. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I was just getting ready to say this. If they can nail the shooting in this and it feels as good, you know, or close to being as good as Destiny, then that's really encouraging that somebody can pull that off in Unreal because that was one of the questions is, could you ever have, you know, Destiny another engine? Tiger Engine's the secret sauce. You know, that's why the game just feels so good. They, they, you know, they can't imagine that game not being in that engine, right? Lono's reaction time has never been so quick. <laughs> Gunplay and movement must be of the utmost importance. And yeah, and they said that. They 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 talked about that in the interview. They did. And you can see a variety of guns being used there during that little during this little sequence here. So, here you've got the bolt action that he's using here and you'll it's it's kind of like a Garand, like an M1 Garand a little bit. Uh, you know, using this for good headshots, taking guys out. He's using the same thing here and he goes headshot, headshot, headshot. And then they intermix some things here. So those are probably his two basic weapons. They said there's two standard weapons. So he's got a hand cannon here and like basically like some kind of a rifle, like an M1 Garand. But then here, okay, that's another M1. That's a, that's another one similar to the Garand. There's the hand cannon. Okay, that gun is some kind of an auto rifle. It like shoots very, very fast. He'll be shooting it in a second in a hallway. Here's a crossbow. 
that we do have some kind of a, you know, holy crossbow that causes an explosion. All right, so that's that. And then this is like, this really reminds me of the sidearms. This reminds me of the sidearms in Destiny, if I'm honest. Little teeny guy. We don't get it to see it in action. We just see him sort of dodging. And this guy looks like maybe a mini boss or a boss here shooting some kind of a blunderbust or something. And then here we get to see the like the AR or SMG or whatever it is in in full spray mode. Maybe they get this to actually work on last gen or don't, who knows. Yeah, are they targeting last gen with this game? With it being an Unreal, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they could do it. They just turn off a bunch of stuff. I mean, they were able to use Unreal and squeeze 60 FPS out of the PlayStation um, 4 and the Xbox One in Fortnite. So, yeah, I don't see why they couldn't do that in this game. They'll probably just have to turn all the lighting effects down. You know, a lot of that stuff like Skybox and all that, they'd probably turn all that off. Like weather effects and stuff, all that would get turned off, I'd imagine. There's a lot of particle effects they could turn off from all these explosions and punches and stuff. You could strip down this game pretty... You could probably strip a lot of things down in this game to get it to run. Oh, that's another gun. That's another gun. That gun seems to have some kind of a heating up um, element, which, uh, what is it called? Rising Pitch in Returnal. Um, Rising Pitch, one of my favorite perks in Returnal. And you can kind of see it happening with the gun here. So as he shoots... And he gets kill. It goes from yellow to red. Another kill. Now it's glowing red hot. It seems dependent on kills. Uh, let's watch that again. Oh, wait. That's another gun that we haven't paid attention to. Some kind of a shotgun. Um, yeah, right there. He pulls it out. So right here, we've got our eyes on some kind of maybe a double or triple barreled. Looks like it might be a triple barrel shotgun does that, launches some freezing arcana, and then pulls out sort of a SMG with a side clip, and as he shoots, that red thing just kind of heats up. More arcana there. Does some fan the flame. Yeah, so his gun's doing something there new, right? Because he puts that, and he pulls the gun out, and the gun glows. It looks like the gun glows after that first hit. So I wonder, those could be the unholy bullets. They said unholy bullets are really, really strong, and a lot of perks will uh, will reward you uh, with unholy bullets. And he's, he's, he's using them there. More here. And then this is when he uses that bell. And so, okay. This is a different type of gun. We've not... Is this the... No, this isn't the rifle. This looks like something... Is this a shotgun? Yeah, this looks like a single barrel shotgun of some kind. Yeah. Single... And now he's on the M1. Yeah. So the single barrel shotgun looks different. So that's a single barrel. And then he's going to switch to the M1. It looks like some kind of... Like I said, like an M1 Garand. Good for headshots. How fast did I switch scenes? That is so frustrating. I hate I hate that that's even on the channel. I'm kind of stuffy and old-fashioned that way. Mm. 
What did Fonzo say? Huh? You think they'll have Hot Feet in the game? Huh? You don't remember Hot Feet? Way, way back in the day, I was throwing out perk ideas, and I talked about an idea that would put, like, area of effect damage on the ground, like fire damage on the ground or something. And I was like, I don't know what you'd call it. Yeah, I don't know. Call it Hot Feet. That's a, that's a huge, huge callback. Game looks decent to say the least. M1 Garen is not bolt action. Oh, you're right, it's not. The M1 Garen had like what, like seven? I don't know how many bullets in the in the in the magazine. But yeah, and it would go ping and pop out the top. And you'd smack another one in. So it's not an M1 Garen, but it kind of looks like one. Looks interesting. Gunplay looks fun. Well, let me give you guys another flyover of why I'm extremely interested in this and why I'm putting this on your radar, okay? They they basically did an interview with... Well, he's shooting it like a Garen, but it is bolt action. Oh, no, no, no. He's doing the bolt every time. Never mind. Um, yeah, this... Okay, so we do have release information, Eugene. In the interview that they did with Game Informer, the Witchfire release date is targeting early 2023 with early access around the corner. That's essentially how they're talking about it. Like, early access is coming very soon, and they're, they're, they're targeting early 2023 release. So I'm thinking first quarter or so. They said in that blog, in their own blog, when they decided to remove the barriers, the guy was like, that's going to push back release by, you know, six to eight months or so. And they were like, well, let's do it. We think it's worth it. So the reason I'm putting this on your radar is because when I looked at this, I thought, man, that looks really good. That was kind of inspired by Destiny a little bit. But then I read the interview And they basically said they're making a roguelike for people who don't like roguelikes. And they're doing it in a number of ways. Number one, they've removed the barriers, so it is a semi-open world concept, which allows you to more seamlessly move from one area to the next and play in your own way. Another thing that they are doing to sort of give it a non-traditional roguelike feel is they are giving you geometry that is fixed, They're also giving you enemies that are largely fixed. So what you're basically going to be doing is you're going to be going into an area and finessing it, learning it, kind of memorizing enemy locations, lay of the land, ETC. And I I, I do think there are people that might look at that and say, that's not going to feel like a rogue or, you know, that's not really the kind of game I like to play. I like it to be random. I like the geometry in the rooms to be random. I like the enemies uh, to be random. And so, you know, there could be some people that look at that and think that's not really a rogue, right? The freedom to go wherever I want, the fact that you're like, you know, the geometry stays the same and the enemies stay the same. Like, that's not really a rogue. Um, Eugene says, so unless they canceled old gen, which they haven't announced, there's no reason to think it's not on other platforms. You were reading through their blogs. Okay. I, for one, as a reluctant fan of rogues, uh, as a reluctant fan of rogues in with, with, you know, games like Returnal and honestly, if I had time, I probably would play Hades. Um, 
I think that I think that this is a game that I'll end up really really enjoying because I do think similar to Returnal I think the gameplay and the combat is what's going to hook a lot of people uh, and the reason that, that this this one excited me is as I read the descriptions of the perk synergies I got kind of excited because imagine when you get really good perk synergy in a game like Destiny like it's really exciting this is taking perk synergy up a notch it's more explosive more arcadish more action oriented so you're getting that perk synergy you know three perks on your gun that sort of interplay and do awesome things add into it the arcana the spells that he's using here ha- you know have that synergy going like just this section here he's he's clearly got a lightning chain that triggers off of a death perhaps it triggers off of a headshot because it triggers again and gets some kills there and just sort of plowing through you know really really effectively and again one of the reasons he's probably able to do that is because he's he's memorized you know the enemy locations now the enemy locations reset uh, you get a new seed is, is what they called it you get you get like a new combat seed once you beat the boss for that area yes this game is purely PVE that is correct you're looking forward to the new armored core uh, have they said anything about ammo management no they have not no they have not what did you say hang on you said something about the health thing and I didn't read your answer this looks graphically way too advanced for 60 FPS on last gen I can see current gen but if this is on last gen it'll be 30 oh I'm sure it will be yeah I'm sure it will be I asked you uh, no I never played poker okay you're a different Raphael I like the way Returnal does health management, says Corey. Yeah, better health management, the better you play, so you can get a lot of health and then go get on a good run. Okay, so Corey, they basically said they felt like the health management in Doom, not the entire company, but the guy in charge basically said he feels like the health management in Doom is too much, and that there, and then that he feels like there's too little in other rogues. Like, you don't have enough in some rogues. Like, you get hurt, and that's the end of it. You're going to be hurt for the rest of the run. Um, And then in Doom, Doom is not a rogue, obviously, but in Doom, a game with health management, he feels like it's just too much. Like, you can basically constantly keep your health, uh, you know, your uptime on health is is very easily uh, managed in Doom. I... I kind of agree with the Returnal observation that the better I play in Returnal, I keep my adrenaline up. Keeping my adrenaline up kills the enemies faster. Killing the enemies faster, you know, almost ensures that I'm going to I'm going to take less damage. They also tie damage to your weapon efficiency, right? Like if you're not getting shot, you're not just staying healthy. You're 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 staying quick in the pocket. Like you're 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 your damage output is going to maintain like a really, really good uh, level of intensity. That's one of the things I really like about Returnal. The health management in Doom is way too casual. You can basically get infinite health in Doom. Okay, so it it sounds like they're they're at least at one level, Corey, it sounds like the people in charge of this game are in agreement with you. That it's, it's not something they want to feel be, you know, Maybe not hyper casual, but they don't want to be so easily managed that it cheapens the, the the threat of damage. First person shooter health management can be rough. You can't see enough to appropriately avoid damage without just putting uh, playing a very boring play style. Right, like you basically have to take those risks and those movement opportunities. But again, 
maybe Eugene that's why they're doing the set geometry and the the enemy locations being largely set as well so that when you finesse a run you, you I there will be guys that do no damage runs guaranteed because they'll know where everybody is so in 2019 it's become a dark soul shooter oh that's what they called it back then dark soul shooters I mean it kind of has a Souls feel to it. Like they did talk about, I think, in one point uh, in the article with Game Informer that they, you know, they took some inspiration from Souls and uh, Soulsborne games. Probably more of an art style thing than anything. Doom's health systems is why that game uh, can be so hectic and fun. See, and I agree with you, but I think in a rogue that might be. It might cheapen the rogue. Now, there are certainly some rogues that could go to the level of intensity as a Doom. Like, a Doom rogue would be a lot of fun. Nothing but chaos and just hectic insanity, and you're able to have good uptime on your armor and your health and your ammo as long as you play as long as you play well. I don't think they want this game to feel that way. I think this game need I think they want this game to feel like a genuine sort of it's not that it's strategic, but they said the three ways to approach this game when they remove the barriers, the result is you can approach it with like high skill confrontation, you can use clever positioning and exploits, or lastly, you can overlevel. You can grind and overlevel your character. On harder difficulty, Doom's Health Manager makes it fun. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. This is something I've talked about before with games like Ori in the Blind Forest and Rayman Legends. I talk about how when you give the player um, pain mitigation, you can increase the pain. So the fact that I could save it in Ori right around the corner from where I was about to go, or the fact that when you play Rayman Legends, the checkpoint of a really hard uh, a really hard section is right at the beginning of that section. Well, guess what? You're giving me you're giving me the ability to minimize the pain, so you can turn the pain way up. So I don't disagree that if you build the game appropriately, really, really good health management would enable the developers to really crank the pain up and make the game insane and intense. But I also think they might not want to do that. It's why Hollow Knight did so well. Yeah, I really liked Hollow Knight once I got the ability. You, you like early on, it's really confusing. But once you get like the quill and the other thing, so you know where you're going and you can save it more, you know, readily. It's it's I really enjoyed Hollow Knight. I had two false starts with Hollow Knight because I couldn't figure out what to do in the beginning. There's like that early 20-minute hump, and if you can get over it, Hollow Knight's wonderful. Um, so this guy did, looks like he did kind of an interview blog about this in 2019, and he said, There are four major components to any Soulsborne. The way the story and the world are sold audio and soundtrack that only has two settings, off and boss battle, visuals that create a certain atmosphere of dread and hopelessness, last but obviously not least, the signature gameplay. It's too early for us to address the details of the first point, but we've already mentioned that we're definitely going in the same direction, focusing more on the lore and indirect storytelling than good old cutscenes and linear progression. So there is going to be a story that unfolds in this game. Yeah, and then there's the three paths, right? Skill, this one is obvious. Master the combat mechanics and the effic- and, and be efficient with them. Smarts, you can learn about the weaknesses of your enemies. You can ask an NPC for a boss fight help. You can kite enemies into easy DPS spots. 
power. Just hamster wheel through the grind spots, become overpowered, and slice enemies with one swing of your sword. So you can retread areas to basically grind yourself up and make yourself stronger. Slow Doom would be boring. That health system isn't casual. Casual is recharging shields. Yeah, get into cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 20-minute hump title of Lono's. Uh-huh. That's the Halo where Halo Infinite really missed and hence why it flopped so hard. It lost all aggressive play uh, in becoming an open world. With no co-op, it was also boring and the worst game I played last year. Don't get me wrong, I love Doom, but it is like a Michael Bay movie. You got into it expecting chaos. Yeah, yeah, you go into it expecting chaos and explosions for sure. If you're just tuning in, we're checking out Witchfire. Uh, this gameplay came in the summer, but they just did an interview with Game Informer, and I was combing over the details with the audience about they made significant changes that pushed it back to early next year. Early access is around the corner. It'll be accessible uh, in in the Epic uh, the Epic Game Store. They did an interview where they talked about changes that they made. They want this game to be like a rogue Uh, For people who don't like rogues, they took inspiration and had high praise for games like Hades and Returnal, and the creative director has played a lot of Destiny, which you'll probably recognize similarities in the Destiny gunplay to the gunplay in this, which is one of the key tenets. According to Game Informer, uh, the gameplay, the quick movement, the snappy gunplay, you know, being reminiscent of Destiny, is one of the reasons it's just so much fun uh, to play. you said it was a soul shooter in 2019 shooter survival souls looter the blog doesn't say that the hyperlink of the blog uh, says it it says the dark souls of shooters part one which elements of witch fires uh, which elements of witch fire are inspired by FromSoft games it's literally the title of the blog they literally break down the similarities to their game in Souls. There's hardly none. Are you saying there aren't very many? So the point of the blog was to say we're not very similar to, to them? Or prototyping is important. I love how you guys have your own diary and everything. Makes the hype build up. Oh, they were like blogging and tweeting. Yeah, they did a part one and a part two about it being a Dark Souls shooter. Or at the very least, at the at the very least, they're saying we we've taken inspiration from Souls. Before I get to that disclaimer, we are in fact inspired by Soulsborns. These are genius games with genius designs in basically every area. We love them as creators. We love them as gamers. Yeah, it's difficult when they start using language like that, though, Wheezy. Inspired by or similar to. Because, like, they said they were inspired by Hades and Returnal. Well, you know, we're obviously not seeing a ton of that right now. Like, we're looking at the gameplay and we're thinking about all the things that they said. And he said there will be... There'll be a presence, there'll be glimmers of destiny in this game because of his experience with it. The biggest similarities are the visuals and the lore type of stuff. 
Yeah, I feel like that's kind of where they're leaning, is they're saying, yeah, I feel like they're saying the same thing. Maybe the level design could be soul-inspired. I definitely think the level design in the areas is souls-inspired. It's very gothic, it's very medieval, very foreboding, very hopeless, you know, drab and dreadful. I say casual because at the difficult uh, at the difficulty people are likely to play. You're never going to die with Doom's health management. You basically have to play it on a higher difficulty to get any challenge. Estus is irrelevant and bonfires don't really matter. The key element is combat and needing to retrieve the points you lose on death. I think the main point of Rogues is to take a full game progression system and mash it into a 26, 20 to 60 minute run. Yeah, Lambert, like if you, in the interview when they talked about that, uh, the three perks on the gun that had synergy, like for every crit he got, he got unholy bullets. And then for every crit he got, he made unholy bullets stronger. And then, uh, if he got an entire clip of crits, he would get freeze damage. Roguelike versus roguelite. We tried to look that up, Robert. There's not a real general consensus. What I think, in general, light is that there's influences and similarities. Rogue-like is more close to a traditional rogue game. What is a rogue game? A rogue game is a game like Hades or Returnal or Binding of Isaac or Curse of the Death Gods, where Curse of the Dead Gods, where when you die, you start over. There is progression. Another game would be Dead Cells. There is a sense of progression. There is upgrades and things that you you earn and carry with you into the next run. Like you go back to base, base essentially, and you get upgrades. And that's the way that Witchfire is going to work. Witchfire is going to be a game where you get those things and those you know your every run is different too. Like as you're playing, you did get different combinations of abilities. Risk of Rain Two is an example. You get to the end and you start over. Now, getting to the end and starting over and having sort of like a random build, you know, every run, that's sort of the basics of a rogue. So if you're unfamiliar with roguelikes, you know, they're they're loved by some because of you can, you can slam out some, some fun for an hour or two. Yeah, Gunfire Reborn is a rogue. A really popular game right now, Vampire Survivors, uh, is a rogue. Uh, We're actually going to be checking that out tomorrow. For members, uh, every Thursday is Thursday Throwdown, where I kind of check out some games for you guys. Um, No pressure for popularity. Like, oh, we go to pick a popular game. We can just check games out. So consider becoming a member or gifting a member. Um, We hit, what did we hit today? We hit 32 members today. Uh, Every 25, I have to gift five. So if you guys get us to 50, which is 18 more, uh, we did hit 1,500 members. Uh, at 2000 we will do another Star Wars watch party uh, we are bringing back those member incentives so if you feel like going crazy uh, or if you've never been a member on a channel before check it out try it out yo what's good Dark Taco I don't disagree with that statement most games have super easy health management systems that take a lot of the challenge out of normal mode yeah Deathloop is a rogue Deathloop is like a linear rogue that tells a story but it, yes it is a rogue um yes waiting for risk of rain 2 dlc gearbox took them over yeah yeah gearbox has that property now i don't know what they're doing with it you loved returnal but you didn't enjoy death loop i am the exact same as you in that regard i absolutely loved returnal it was my game of the year and i thought death loop was incredibly overrated it was fine i didn't think that death loop was a 10 out of 10 rogue 
it was it was cool great voice acting and cool art style but gameplay wise no gameplay wise that game was a smidgen a smidgen above mid I, I felt like Deathloop was like a smidgen above mid like the gameplay just didn't feel that great like I loved the voice acting I loved the concept I loved the art style I even love these systems of like perks and, 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 and unlocking things and carrying things over from one run to the next. I loved all of those things, but I just felt like the gameplay left so much to be desired for. It just didn't feel... This right here, this looks like a game I would just spend hours in. Just let me try again. Let me try again. Oh, we got a killer run. Oh, we got a killer combo, right? Returnal is a duck-billed platypus of rogues. It's kind of a mammal... But it's a weird mammal, right? It's a cool game and the grind is good, but the gameplay is kind of old. It doesn't make the system casual. Easy modes make the game casual, not the systems. For sure. For sure. I agree with that. There's just no sense of discovery or figuring things out. Oh, in Ro- oh, Deathloop was almost really great. Same didn't like Deathloop. Yeah, I think that's a great description of like Deathloop was almost really great. Like it was, it really was. <clears throat> I like Deathloop, but it definitely was not a ten out of ten. I viewed it as a murder mystery rogue, where you had to figure out the order to kill people, not necessarily how to kill them. Yeah, like I said, the internal systems in Deathloop were really, really cool. Apparently, in this game, in Witchfire, um, there will be like, discovery and story. You're going to be learning things as you play it. That there is, there is like. An unraveling story as you play this. For the record, calling something casual just as an air of superiority and gate gatekeeping to it. I don't know if that's why Corey was saying it. I think he was using the word casual as in like it just makes it too easy. Because he said he loves Doom, but he said the health management was kind of casual. Like, and then other people said, well, if you turn up the difficulty, the health management's really enjoyable in Doom. Deathloop, you could figure stuff out on your own um, if you just didn't track quests. What do you mean? You could figure stuff out on your own if you just didn't track quests. Deathloop is more of a puzzle game than an action shooter. I thought that was one of the best things that Skillup talked about in his review of, of, of Deathloop is that it wasn't an action shooter. It lacked some of the basic tenets of an action shooter. It was always the same enemy, you know, the enemies didn't respond in, in, in particularly unique or different or, or varying ways, you know, there was a lot about it that just felt awkward. When I say casual, I don't intend superiority anyway, I mean something that you can casually pick up and put down. Deathloop is a sequel? What? Oh, Deathloop was fun, but most of the abilities were copy-paste from Dishonored. I really wish they would have been more creative. And then later, I think they tried to play down the criticism by saying Deathloop is a sequel. Come on, no. Wait, I'm unaware of this. Is that... That that happened? Because it's so similar to Dishonored, they claimed it was a sequel? Come on, that's stupid. Okay, you have the option to track quests or not. If you don't track them, you have to figure it out. Oh. Okay. If you guys are just tuning in, smash that like button. Help get us to 200 likes if you've been enjoying the show. Also, if you hit subscribe, you can talk in my chat. I would love to hear from you. Uh, and if you guys 
want to get those coffee orders in before the weekend um both today if you order and tomorrow if you order you will get shipped we will put it in the mail before christmas Uh, if you order on friday it'll probably get you know bumped to the next week death loop is set in the dishonored universe only thing they said if i recall oh it is in the dishonored universe i didn't know that I want us to adopt my definition, says Zubair. Hardcore means you look stuff up outside the game. Casual means you don't. I think it works. <laughs> that's so confusing, because, like, you might be casual, and that's why you're looking stuff up, and you might be hardcore, and you want to figure it out on your own. <laughs> that's so confusing. You have to figure out the order. Once you figured out where everyone would be and when... You have to figure out the most efficient way to get everyone in one day because they move. Right, right. It's like a big giant puzzle. Yeah. I mean to imply that's what you were saying, says Eugene, but that term and dichotomy between casual and hardcore just gets old in general and I dislike it because it's usually used in that way. Yo, what's good, Mumphy? How are you? Aesthetically, it reminds me of Bright Memory Infinite with a much larger budget. Yeah, there are elements of Bright Memory Infinite here. The the Witchfire gameplay has a lot of that quick snappy movement, jumping, dashing, relocating, quick shoots, you know, quick shooties. Um, obviously, Bright Memory had a lot of melee as well. I don't, this is, this has, I think maybe more spells than melee, like the Arcana, I think is meant to be you know they said in the in the game informer article that the arcana like the spells that's like the the real primary way that you um you really expand your build and your play style i'm thinking about it i'll need to amend that definition gameplay looks dope i'm in love Dark Taco, the, the the thing, the real reason that I was excited about covering this and showcasing this, we're trying to showcase games in the afternoon, you know, maybe a slightly shorter uh, stream than the morning stream, but it gives us the opportunity to showcase something and say, hey, put this on your radar. And the real reason that I got turned on to this is not just the gameplay. We saw the gameplay uh, during Summer Game Fest, and I thought it looked very good. And then I read the Game Informer article, and I was like, okay, this is a game basically for like, you've got You've got Destiny influence, you got Hades, you got Returnal, you got the the rogue industry at large influencing this game, and it just looks really, really enjoyable. There's clearly a little bit of Doom influence, obviously, as well. Um, there's some Soulsborne influence with like the art style and the story. We do not have a release date, so when they did the Game Informer interview, the Witchfire release date is slated for early 2023, and they did say that early access is coming soon. Early access will be in the Epic Games Store. Um, they are using the Unreal Engine. I don't think they've changed the five. I believe this is being built in four. Have they? I don't know if they said that on their website or not. I thought I read that it was four. It looks really good. Yeah, it does. It does. I think it. I think it looks really, really fun. I'd. I'd love to. Oh, I'd love to see more gameplay. I can show you guys some more gameplay on that Giphy site. Uh, obviously, now that we've turned off that stupid... Um, we've turned off the stupid play... Automatically play the next 
the next thing. Uh, let's see here. Uh, no, we don't want to show that game. Looks like they've experimented with... Oh, yeah, we got some big enemies. Yeah, we didn't look at all these. We didn't look at all these. Okay. So here, they're just kind of showing how the, you know, the interplay of stunning. It looks like there's like a first shot stun perk on the gun of some kind. That first shot, boom, you know, the black stuff kind of comes off of him to indicate a stun. So we've got that one. I think that's a pretty, that's a pretty good one. Uh, Here's another one. And here you can see some of the destiny influence in the UI over there with the, the guns down the corner. Yo, Gorthysis is going to put us right on the doorstep of the next 25 where I have to gift five members. So generous. Ten gifted members. Hannah, Shane, Ryan Miles, Chris Canio, Jesse, Allerwing, More Bacon, Jeremy R., Devram, and Steve. You guys just got a gifted membership. If you just got a gifted membership, I just called your name out. Make sure you're in our Discord. Make sure you have the channel set to Noti's notifications so you don't miss those daily member streams. Man, eight more, and I have to give five to the community, man. Thank you so much, Gorthys. This is so generous. Anybody want to jump on this Merry Christmas? On this Merry Christmas train? Uh... All right, let's get you some more gameplay here. Coming through these quick, these quick Giphy cats. No more booties, I promise. No more booties, I promise. Oh, we didn't see this one. Snipers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quick dashing to get away from snipers. You can see here. Red beam coming across. Get out of the way. There comes the shot. Stun shot. Half health on that guy. So there are health bars and there are damage numbers popping up in this footage at least. This could be older footage. Will it be on consoles? Yes. This will be this will be on consoles. Uh, they are aiming at uh, they are aiming at PC, uh, PC and next gen and old gen. Yeah, here you don't get to see the boss. I might I'm gonna try and pause it. Let's see if we can't get a sneak peek at this guy. Let's see if we can't get a sneak peek. No. I can't. It looks like a Christmas tree's over there. Can't see it. Uh, here's some here's some more arcana. This is some chain lightning on a beach. Wonder if there'll be any wait until moments to be had. Yeah, wait until. So this is just this is showcasing one of the things they said in the Game Informer like article about you know this really changes your play style, uh, leveraging Arcana, leveraging spells. You see, just tossing it out there and then pushing forward. A lot of little quick game samples on their uh, 
on their Giphy. A lot of these, I think they have um, embedded in some of their blogs. So here, I think they're just testing aggro funnels. How do enemies respond when you're sort of directly in front of them? Range attacks, flank attempts, things like that. Looks like they're testing like aggro responses. In here, just animation testing probably. The sword swing, timing, timing the dodge. You know, doing that, doing basically that back dash. here more more looks like more animation testing trying to kind of shoot the guy while he's doing his animations this looks fun so much stuff coming out in 2023 not enough time yeah I tend to agree with you it's gonna be hard to play it all oh that was pretty big enemy Yeah, some kind of a spider came popping out. I thought I found... I thought I had one. I thought I clicked on one. Yeah, this one. I must have somehow skipped this one. This shows right there. So there are going to be some pretty big enemies in this. This guy. He's pouring down the lane. Not sure if you can face him or fight him yet, but he's pretty big. He's pretty big. That's what she said. Chose promise? I think it does. I think it does. I'm I'm curious if it's going to fall into a valley because obviously it appeals to fans of rogues but they're also trying to appeal to people who don't like rogues and I just wonder if their attempt to appeal to people who don't like rogues is going to turn people off who do uh, the geometry of the area is not changing you know being one of those things um, you know like, if the geometry doesn't change, and you kind of memorize the areas, uh, you memorize the areas and memorize the stuff, like, is that something that is going to turn fans of rogues off? Like, oh, you know, I want the random, you know, you want the random geometry, you want the random, um, random enemy placement, that kind of a thing. Uh, I'm always curious if. If that kind of thing, like, are there rogue purists out there? Yo, what's good, feed? Are there rogue purists that are gonna feel like it's a, it's not really a true rogue? You don't think it'll turn rogue fans off, says Robert, if they also like shooters? This does feel like a game where the the shooter element is gonna override a lot of people's judgment. They're gonna be like, it just is a good shooter. You know what I mean? That's kind of why I, I titled this what I titled this. Like, this is a shooter to watch next year. The way Deathloop changed up the areas depending on the time of day was pretty good. Well, in this one, what they're going to do is they're going to... They're going to say, hey, 
you beat the boss in the area now you have a new damage now you have a new combat seed for that area so it'll be different now the enemies will be in different places you know the enemies will will, will, will change things up on you and I think that's a way to keep replay value and keep things fresh only one true rogue it's called rogue yeah yeah I mean Returnal did the interchangeable set pieces so I don't think it's unusual um, for for games like this to have familiar locations or geometry that you've seen before like I don't think that's odd I also wonder if they go with, with if they go with static geometry that doesn't change you know level design that doesn't change does that enable them to to turn the heat up as it were like oh hey we can really turn the heat up because there's you know you know you you know where everything is you know where the enemies are which which gives you a huge advantage in uh in planning and selecting perks and selecting upgrades in pursuing power-ups because when you get your crystallized witch fire you bring it over into the next run to purchase power-ups well if you're struggling with an opening area, you might know, oh, this certain power-up's really going to help me clear this zone. This certain power's, power-up's really going to help me with the mini-boss or the boss or whatever. Returnal set-pieces have frustrated Platinum Seekers? Why is that? Why does the why do the why does the set-pieces in Returnal frustrate Platinum Seekers? So Rogue is the Dark Souls of Rogues? Yeah, I guess. Dubair says, is it fun to play? That's the most important thing. The best systems don't work if the gameplay loop sucks. Wait, I've heard somebody say that, and I can't remember who. <laughs> I appreciate that, Zuby. Static level design doesn't mean there aren't multiple paths. Well, and I see, I wonder if, Zubair, I wonder if the reason they got rid of the barriers is because the static gameplay was, maybe it was leading to that. Maybe they were like, "Look, if we're gonna, if we're gonna have, if we're, I'm sorry, not static gameplay. If we're gonna have static set pieces and largely static enemy placement, we should let people just go wherever they want. Let's go with a semi-open world concept to increase freedom and sort of the dynamic, emergent style gameplay. So it's never quite the same." I think he also said that in response to somebody about the health regeneration. They didn't want to go with health regeneration like Doom because then they feel like the gameplay all looks the same for everybody. Instead of sitting back and playing range or using arcana and using spells, he he basically said you're rewarding one playstyle, which is aggression, you know, getting up in people's faces and 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 getting up and playing, you know, aggressive and I, I actually think that's that's good that's good thought process right to say yeah we, we didn't want everybody playing the exact same way do I want to risk running into the cave for the X boons on this run right do I want to go to that place do I want to f- go fight that guy yeah yeah do I want to clear that room yeah you could come up with your own strategies like you're really going to want to cut through X area to the next area and then shortcut back around because you know if I go up to left one there's a room that almost always has XYZ upgrade and I really want to get that first and then somebody else might play completely different does that make sense somebody else might say Oh no, man, that's not the way to do it. No. 
you don't I go this way and I go for these upgrades first I really really like using you know XYZ weapon or whatever or I, I try to get this perk combination on my guns Doom Eternal was so clean because of its singular focus on aggression same with Sekiro yeah, I don't necessarily disagree that you can really go hard with aggressive with aggressive playstyles and um, and allow people the opportunity to. Um, I'm trying to find my cable. Oh, here it is. You allow people the opportunity to play aggressive, but I think the reason they don't want to attach health management to aggression is because that becomes the way to play. Well, the best way to keep your health up is just to play aggressive. Does that make sense? Like having aggressive play styles or aggressive uh, uh, gameplay be viable. That's good. That's fun. Having health regeneration or health management tied to aggressive play styles creates narrow meta gaming where while sitting back and playing passive or relying on arcana or relying on range weapons is a mistake because you're not getting that health regen right you're 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 going to you want to get up in there you want to get up in there in 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 the in the fight and and play aggressive and i and i do i think that's that's a, that's a smart choice that they've made to say no we don't we don't want people to feel that way we don't want people to feel like well the only way to manage my health is to just get up in their guts you can run the risk of it being too structured, though. Imagine Outriders Endgame trial, but if you spawn in the same point with rogue elements, if it was not broken up into rooms. Yeah. I just love the idea that this game's going to kind of feel like Destiny and Rogue Games had a baby. Like, when they described the perk synergy, that was the first thing I thought of, was they're taking the, that excitement of you know, random roles and perk synergy and destiny, and they're sort of interweaving it with the the quick um, no run is the same feel of a rogue, right? Like you're kind of getting the best, you're kind of getting the best of two uh, of two games. This game looks so good. I hope they don't f it up. I'm really excited for this one. Like I made sure to mention them on uh, on Twitter. You know, maybe they maybe they check out the coverage and say, hey, you know, we appreciate people telling people about our game, because I'm basically telling people, man, don't skip this game. Uh, I'd love to work with them and, you know, maybe do some early access coverage, maybe do some beta coverage, uh, you know, let me get in and record some stuff and, and, and check out your game, you know. The people, all the people attached to the game on Twitter, sadly, they don't, all their DMs, uh, all their DMs are closed. So, but they are tweeting. 23 minutes ago, they tweeted about the uh, the story in Game Informer. Um, there's every reason to be excited about the adventure ahead. Game Informer said that this is a, uh, a surprise shooter to watch in 2023. And that largely shaped uh, and inspired my POV today of the show. Um, it, d- it did. Like, largely, my, my POV for today's show was, dude, do not miss this game. Uh, this is this is this is not one uh, to skip out on or miss out on. I just found your channel after watching your Starship Troopers breakdown. Oh, thank you. That's our updates channel. So thank you. You came from our updates channel. I love your Black Mesa logo, by the way. 
Uh, you came from our, our updates channel uh, over to our live channel. Thank you for doing that. Uh, the updates channel is like quick, you know, snapshot updates of things happening. Over here is more live environment uh, discussion oriented. I'm usually in this scene doing a talk show. Um, and then we also have sometimes this camera angle will uh, will pop up. Uh, but right now we were just sort of looping the gameplay uh, so that anybody that popped in could see it and just talking about this is a roguelike for people who don't like roguelikes uh, and it's kind of like Hades Returnal Doom and Destiny had a baby uh, for people that uh, that like those kind of games and I like that the guns are all old fashions too I think that puts the game into a fun lane instead of it being a bunch of future stuff it's got like a medieval feel old timey feel you know more of a vintage uh, a vintage feel I'm a fan ain't nothing quick over here no no Except for maybe Zubair's wit. <laughs> I'm definitely willing to see how it goes. I just think if you restrict randomization in one direction, you need to make up for it in another direction. I think this is where the randomization is going to come into play and be really enjoyable. As I read it, I think the perks on your guns and the arcana and the power-ups and upgrades you get while playing... I think those are where the randomization is going to really heat up. That's where you're going to have the most fun. And I think that's probably the right choice for a game that seemingly is leaning on precision and moment-to-moment skill. Having that moment-to-moment gunplay and doing a good job, I think because what's going to feed into that is the perks, your skills, your arcana, ETC. When will the release be? Yo, what's good, Colin? Witchfire release date is not set, but they're aiming early 2023. They're aiming at early 2023, and they're saying that early access through the Epic Store is right around the corner. If you guys are in the chat right now enjoying this coverage, and uh, you want to talk in my chat, hit subscribe. Consider smashing the like button. We only need 30 more likes for a nice like milestone. And we only need eight more members, and I have to gift five members. So consider gifting a member or two. Uh, you know, you guys can all do it one at a time, get a train going, and then I have to give five. A way to pay it forward to some of the new folks here, uh, some of the loyal folks that have been watching all day. Unreal Engine makes games look epic. See what I did there? It's very clever, very, very clever, clever, Zeb. So, so clever, I couldn't say clever. Any word on co-op? I don't think this game is going to have co-op, no. From the way that it's designed and the way the aggro pattern testing looked like, there were a couple of uh, there were a couple of uh, shots here that I could show you. Um, let me just show you. They have a Giphy cat where you can look at some of their testing. This testing generally looks like they're they're looking at... Yeah, this is a better one to show you. So whenever they're testing aggro funnels and uh, and aggro patterns like this suddenly having two people in the room would kind of throw things off now I know Returnal did it okay I know Returnal did it but Returnal also balanced everything out in a rather genius way you only get you get the same number of power ups in Returnal that you do as if you were like running if you're running by yourself you get the same number of power up. So what it is, is it's the strength of one player sort of split between two. Because being able to split aggro is a huge deal in a game like Returnal, especially as a bullet hell. 
Speaking of rogues, did you see the Risk of Rain Returns announcement? I did see that announcement, yes. I'd love to see someone tackle Edge of Tomorrow. It would be really cool to see, you know, some of the movies that have done this. Some of the movies that are almost like rogues, like Edge of Tomorrow. Uh, it'd be cool to see that uh, in, in, a, in a game. And this is, this, is a good, this is a good snapshot of the Arcana. He throws out like a chain lightning ball and then pushes forward and shoots. So this just kind of showcases how it's not all about the shooties. There is going to be Arcana. There is going to be magic abilities uh, that gives you um, that ability to really uh, you know, change up the gameplay. This is why multiplayer games are more dynamic. I don't know if they're more dynamic. I think they're more challenging to design because of the, you know, the... Uh, there's this almost... There's there's just more things that can happen. There's there's more, you know, I, we call them, like, what, permutations. You know, all the combinations of things that can happen. This game has to drop first. No doubt it'll be a standalone title. Buy once, maybe future DLC... Well, I could see them adding other zones. Uh, the way they talk about the game, uh, the way they talk about the game is that there's zones, and you conquer the zone. And when you conquer the zone, you get a different uh, seed, like a like a, a a combat seed. So the enemies will be different and in different locations. Yo, what's good, Christian? Ang? How are you? What is good? Edge of Tomorrow style rogue would be a cool idea. However, in that movie, eventually he knew everything that would happen up to a certain point down to the second. But I think you could build a rogue like that. It would basically be like a uh, like a linear discovery rogue kind of a thing. Like it moves in a linear discovery fashion. Like as you play through it, you discover you know, you discover more things. It's like, oh, I know now that I now know this. I now know that. So they would have to set it up in such a way that as you're playing through those discovery options add to the gameplay as well as the story. They kind of did that. Uh, they kind of did that with um, Deathloop. There was certainly like an ongoing discovery element in Deathloop, I thought. I, did, I didn't finish it, but I thought that was clever how they did that. Every time you came back, there was new there was new voice acting, there was new narrative elements, right? Yo, what's good, Lone Wolf? How's everyone? I'm good. We've had a good day, you know? We've had a good day. We, you know, two, two good shows. This is our second show of the day. Uh, we need 23, man. Guys, smash that like button if you've enjoyed the coverage today. There's plenty of you here that can do it. Remember, this is our second stream. This morning we covered, if you guys want to go back and rewatch it, uh, this morning we covered uh, Jedi uh, Survivor and how it feels inspired by Tsushima. And uh, and now we're checking out Witchfire Gameplay. They did an interview with Game Informer. And uh, we got really close to the next member milestone of uh, a 50 goal. You can see it over there, 42 over 25. If you've never been here before, Come back as often as you can. That'll increase the likelihood that you get a gifted. Uh, every 25, I gift five as a thank you to the community. So eight more and I'll do that. If you've never done a membership on YouTube, consider trying it out. You just click that join button. Uh, I'll totally... Uh, I will like today for the booty clip. I mean, that's that's reason alone to gift some members. I accidentally showed a booty clip uh, in this stream. I accidentally did it. You'll have to go back and try and find it. <laughs> 
you have to go back and try and find it. That alone is worthy of, of, of some of some gifted members. You know, eight more. Come on, let us hit that 50. I hope the shooties feel good, says Christian. I honestly think that's Destiny's biggest strength. So if it can mimic that smooth gunplay and mix the rogue-type stuff, that sounds awesome. Well, good news for fans of Destiny. The creative director of this game, uh, the creative director of this game, has over 8,000 hours in Destiny. And he said there will definitely be glimmers of Destiny in this game. And when Game Informer finished their interview, their their sort of uh, article on it, they said that the gameplay is the central draw, right? The gameplay is the central draw that you this is why you're playing. This is why you're going to come back, you know? Um, 8,000 hours? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what he said. Yeah. 8,000 hours. I don't know where I ended up between the two before I stopped playing, but that's a, that's a lot of hours. That's a lot of hours. So, and he did. He indicated that there there would be there would clear there'd be clear influence uh, and clear presence of uh, of destiny in the game, and you can kind of see it in the moment to moment movements. Uh, there was um there was a clip that they showed. Let me try and find it for you. Uh, da, 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 where he he does they they talked about removing these barriers. Yeah, let me show you this one. Hang on, let me make sure it's not going to autoplay other gifts. Yeah, this autoplay gift is a, literally a clip of a, of a political debate. Like, make sense of that. So this one here shows some, like, double jumping, navigating the area and the space. Um, and, and that is, I think, where you can see, you can clearly see some of the, the Destiny influence right there where he kind of drops down to that area and makes that space. I think that's the area. This that's the time where you really see the destiny influence shine through. So I tell you what, guys, that's an hour and a half. It looks like we're not, we're not going to hit that fifty today. Thank you for the people who tried to get us there. Another big thank you to Gorthysis for getting us extremely close to 50 members on the day. That's very kind of you. Thank you for doing that. Where It looks like we're not going to hit it. We try to make these afternoon streams a little bit shorter, but I do have something more for you. If you are interested in the Sony PlayStation DualSense Edge controller, the reviews and first impressions are out, and there's two things being addressed in a video that I have made, and I've kind of reacted to The Verge on this. Battery life and stick drift. So... They have a unique solution for stick drift. You'll have to watch my video to figure out how that, you know, to, to hear about that. But there's also information about battery life and feedback about the battery life. So if you're unaware, it's like a $200 controller and it's coming in January and many people, you know, anxious to see how it plays and the first impressions and the reviews are rolling out. So I react to the verge. Uh, we, I react to their, their little, uh, their little, they, they put out like an article uh, about it. And so that will be, I'm going to redirect you guys over there and it'll basically be a premiere, but not a premiere. So it's going to tell you that the video is going to premiere in like three hours. Just ignore that. Once you guys all get over there, um, once you guys get over there, it will, uh, I'll publish the video immediately. All right. So hang tight. 
I will do a redirect, or if you prefer not to ride the redirect, just click the link in chat, and you guys can head over to that video and support it. Make sure when you guys watch those videos in the afternoon, those uploads, make sure you smash like, make sure you leave a comment, and uh, that supports us a whole, whole lot. So... Uh, almost to 50. We're right there. We're right there. I- I'll give you another minute. I'll give you another minute, Silver Subaru. If anybody wants to help. Yeah, almost 200 likes. I know. I know. I'll give you another minute, but then we're going to push people over to this video. If you're unaware, uh, we mostly do live streams here, but we've been doing uploads on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, unless something really, really hot hits something really really hot or relevant hits we tend to do more than that but if you enjoy our live streams i think you'll enjoy you should enjoy the uploads as well there's still uh thoughtful analysis breakdown style content to kind of like what i do when i'm here in this chair uh talking with you guys so we appreciate you guys so so much and if you're interested in the PS5 DualSense Edge, you're going to want to watch this video. Even if you're not, if you're just interested in the industry and stick drift on controllers and how I've got like four Microsoft Elite controllers with stick drift and I would have loved to have been able to do uh, what they're going to let you do uh, on the Sony controller, um, you're going to want to watch this because it's an interesting dialogue piece if you think about it. Like, should they be doing something about it? Uh, should they be doing right uh, by people? And, and that are experiencing that. So again, I'm going to spam the link in chat. I'm going to spam the link in chat. Click that link or ride the redirect. Again, once you guys all get over there, I'll publish the video right away. Ignore the, you know, premieres in three hours thing. All right. Thanks for a huge day. Thanks to everybody who gifted members. Thanks to everybody who smashed the like button or subscribe button. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Hang tight for the PS5 video.